are you guys doing today? It's Jake from the Fourth Liners Podcast. I'm here with Bryce, and we do have a lot of things to talk about. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of hap- a lot of things happening in the NHL, um, you know. But the one big thing is from last uh, episode we were talking about the finals, but now we have a winner. The season is now over. Uh, the Abs win the Stanley Cup. They're the 2022 Stanley Cup champions. Did you see that coming, Bryce, or did you think Tampa Bay was gonna like come back? I saw it coming. I don't think Tampa Bay had the same like same like swagger these playoffs. Like Vasilevsky wasn't uh wasn't as 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 great I feel like as he normally was. You could see it starting in the Toronto series. You could see that yeah. Tampa wasn't as dominant as they usually are. No, I I I noticed that too. Like honestly, like they they gave at the beginning they gave Vasilevsky a rim for their, his money like in the Toronto series, right? Yeah. Um but no, like and I, I could see like Tampa getting tired. They finally met their like team where like they're like, shit, like this is the team that might beat us. You know what I mean? I mean, when, when you think about it, too, uh, their original like their first two cups, like like the, the two that they just won. Um, like, I don't think their finals opponent were, was like that strong in either series. Like they no. had a fluky Montreal team last year who like and then they had a fluky Dallas team the year before. You know, yeah. like, I, I feel like they I feel like like Tampa Bay is absolutely like the past three seasons, you know, built to be a, a Stanley Cup winning team. Like, absolutely. But they, they never really had a team like Colorado to play against in the final, you know. Yeah. And so they beat they beat a fluke Dallas and they beat a fluke Montreal. And like, no offense to Habs or, or Stars fans, but like, you know, your teams were not expected to be there. Complete surprises. So. You know, I think Tampa Bay finally met their match. I think they were tired. Uh, you know, they had a long series against Toronto. They swept a really good Florida team. Yeah. And, uh, oh, man, who'd they beat in the conference final? I'm blanking. The Rangers. Okay, yeah. that Yeah, Rangers were a strong team for sure. Yeah. Also, they another team that people them. didn't really expect to be there. Yeah, but the Rangers played well. Yeah. Um, yeah, they get to Colorado, man, and Vasilevsky just wasn't otherworldly like he's been before. Um, and, and Colorado is just so loaded, motivated. Oh, so. yeah. Like, and they've been, they've been doing like doing this for years too. Like they like think about it since 2013, they've been like not, not even made the playoffs or, you know, got knocked out in the second round. I don't think they made it past the second round until now. Right. Uh, since like, yeah, since yeah, then. Colorado's been Colorado's underachieved for um, sure. until this season. And I think they got the right pieces, right? Like you see, like a guy like Lekkanen, like he's a he's a not like a top player in the NHL, but he was very valuable for them. And you know, McKinnon, their problem and was depth. Rantanen. Yeah, right. They're, yeah, and and this season they got the depth scoring with guys like Kadri. Yeah, yeah um, and like Cog, Cogliano was even good for them. Nichushkin, um, you know, yeah. they got they got the depth, right? Like the top line was always great, right? Rantanen, Landis, Cog, McKinnon, but. They needed they needed the secondary scoring to come through, and I mean it doesn't hurt to it doesn't hurt to have uh you know the second coming of Bobby Orr on your on your blue line Yo, either right. Kale McCarr like he is unreal. Like I, I I even tweeted it like I think he's gonna he will I'll call it right now he will be a Hall of Famer. Like he's already yes. won a Stanley Cup, um, a Norris, and a Conn Smythe in the same year. Yeah, the same How, year. Did he win the Calder? He won the Calder over Hughes too, didn't he? Did he? Right? Did he? I don't. I don't think so. Uh, he who won the Calder last year? Oh my God! Was it Caprasol? Um. Wait. No. Hold on. Who did? Because Qu- who won Calder the Calder team. when Quinn Hughes was a rookie? You mean 
Yeah, it's Kaprasov, man. Yeah. No, it's Makar. No, man. I looked it up right now. Hold on. Kaprasov wins 2000, 2021 Calder Trophy. Yeah, it was it was either him or Jason Robertson, remember? From last year? Yeah, hold on now. I don't think Makar ever won. Wait. No, Makar beat Hughes. I swear I swear to God. No, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. It was yeah, so Makar has the Calder as well. Wait, what? Why is this not making yep. sense to me? Makar wasn't a rookie last year. Oh, the previous year. I yes. see. I see what you mean. Yeah, so he does he has Oh my god. Yeah, you're right. Kale Makar. Wow. Man, what a what a resume already, right? Like that is insane. This guy is a generational talent. Like, and like even Gabriel Landeskog, when they were interviewing him, I don't know if you saw this, but they said, like, how how did you guys, uh, you know, you guys uh, come to this point? How, like, what was your biggest contributor or whatever? He's like, get yourself a Kale McCarr. That's all he said. And <laughs> it's pretty much a great answer right there. Like, um, it's, 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 he's, he's spitting facts right there. Kale McCarr has definitely carried that team. But, you know, there's guys like Kadri who, wasn't expected to come back, right? And he had an unbelievable season this year. And he came back and he scored a big goal for them. And there was a controversial goal. But, like, I don't know if we talked about that last episode, but we might have. Um, but, honestly, like, that was uh, pretty insane, like, for that cat for Kadri to come back. And, uh, you know, when he – I think they said he was supposed to be out for five weeks or something like that, but – yeah, like like you said, they had a lot of depth scoring, which really helped them. And I think that's what uh, you know helps the Stanley Cup winning team is a lot of depth on the team. Yeah, and I I definitely think that um that that Tampa Bay losing some of that scoring depth, like um you know Gord and uh, you know Barkley Goudreau and stuff like that, Blake Coleman. I think I think that hurt them too. I I think I I think it did. Like they found good replacements with like Hagel and Nick Paul, who they just signed, but I don't think. That those guys had the same kind of third line chemistry that the other three guys had, so I definitely think that hurt Tampa Bay. And not at all. Like, I guess they're kind of comparable players with them, right? Like, like Paul, like he's a big power forward. I, I liked him, but like at the same time, I think they overpaid for Hagel. Like two first round picks they paid for him, and yeah, he's a younger player, but like at the same time, I don't think he was worth two first round picks, and that's going to hurt them in the future, right? But I think they're expecting to be a good team next year too. Um, but we can move yeah. on to like uh, what's been happening with them this off season because they've been busy. They, they they got started of what they want to do and what they need to do to save cap room. Um, so they they had they did sign Nick Paul to a was it a seven or eight year deal? I think it was seven, um, and it was a cheap contract like three point eight. Nick Paul contract. They signed Nick Paul to a three point. Hold on. I think it was three point three point um, one. That is. Hold on. I, I mean, that's why, good. Why did that's Ottawa? Good. Why did Ottawa cut him? I don't know. I think they weren't doing good, and I think maybe he they they saw an opportunity to get some picks from him. Yeah, seven year deal, three point one million dollar contract. Um, honestly, like, how do you feel about that? I don't really like it. I, a lot of people don't like it because they say, why would you pay that much for Nick Paul? Like they didn't think he was like that great of a player he's to never, keep around. He's never had more than 20 points. 
Yeah, I don't. I mean, yeah, like he. There's a lot of hype around him, but like at the same time, I don't think he's really performed. He was decent like, in the playoffs. Though. He was good, great in the playoffs, but like there are so many players who like show flashes in the playoffs and then just never do it again. And like there's so many teams yeah. that regret signing guys based off of playoff performances. Like, like Nick Paul, I don't see. I like I don't know. Maybe he could get there as yeah. some kind of like dynamic third liner. He's only twenty. Well, he's twenty seven. I mean, like how much? I like is he gonna get better? I don't. I don't know. It's a question. Like, I mean, if he plays with Tampa and if Tampa's still a good team, maybe, right? You think he's the type of guy who can be plugged into their top six, play with elite wingers and and an elite center, and like and and you know pop in fifty points? You know, it's happened before. I mean, it's happened, but at the same time, it's very like based on like what he's done in the past. Like, I don't know if he can do that. Like, I mean, he he showed he showed some like you know brilliance in the playoffs. He's talented. Yeah. It's just is he consistent? Like you know, obviously he can do things. He he can be the type of guy who, you know, puts up great numbers. I mean, he had nine points and and like his performance in in a in a few games there against Toronto was just otherworldly. Like watching him play, it was like who is this guy? But other yeah. than that, I mean, like I don't know if Nick Paul is like a guy that that you want to that that's a long time to commit. And three point one million is not a small amount of money in today's cap. No, and you that's going to hurt situation. them. I mean, like, they could have... Although... Go ahead. They, I mean, I feel like they could have... I don't know, maybe gone, gone to free agency and find, like, a, you know, maybe a little bit of a more, like, better player that's produced a lot more. But maybe they have trust in him. Maybe they like him well, in the locker room. I, you know what I mean? It's more... It's like an Alex Kalorn kind of situation. Yeah. For, Nick Paul's not the... Like, I think Nick Paul's a fine guy to have. Like, like yeah, like, Nick Paul, like... You know, but but to bet on him like that, three point one for seven years. Well, I mean, okay. if we look at like his point wise when he did get traded to Tampa in twenty one games, he did get fourteen points and he was a plus four. Like that's not bad, right? For compared to what he's been doing in Ottawa, and Ottawa wasn't a great team, so maybe that's that why. But like twenty one games with Ottawa. Okay, so he did have. Okay, so I read this wrong. So he did have over twenty points this season because he split it between Ottawa and Tampa Bay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so we had thirty something points. Thirty nine. No, yes, thirty seven points. He had thirty seven points, right? So it's a career so high. Is thirty seven points in like one season, like that's enough tough. to bet for seven years? That's tough to tell. Like, like I don't they couldn't they couldn't commit. sign him to they couldn't sign him to like a three year for two two million. Like Nick Paul wouldn't wouldn't have taken that. Nick Paul would have said, "No, I can get more in free agency." In today's climate, like really. Yeah, like he probably could have. He could have gotten more, actually. I feel like he could have got at least four mil um, somewhere what? else. But I, really? like, just, yeah, because I think teams are overpaying for players. And I, that's but gonna, who can afford to do that? Uh, some teams like Arizona, like some teams like, you know, like that have a lot of cap space left in their, their lineup, right? But, um, and they need, but some, like, some teams need to fill that cap space. I mean, I don't know. Is it worth more money to go play in Arizona? Like, I not at all. No, to play in the like, college arena. <laughs> like, if I'm Nick Paul, my expectations are like probably a two or three year deal for like below three million. Like, that's what I'm thinking I'm getting. Oh yeah. If I'm I mean, Nick Paul, the Leafs could have signed him for that, and that would have been a perfect deal for them. I mean, like, not even. I don't think even teams would want to pay. Like, I mean, but they just really liked him. I think they did really like him in Tampa. I don't know what it maybe was. maybe the players said something like Stamkos yeah. is like this is a guy we have to get back like oh he you know, definitely has great. a say in it definitely yeah 
You know, like um, they probably ask like the guys in the locker room, even like John Cooper, probably John Cooper probably likes him and says, I can do something special with this guy. So salary caps going up by like 10 million in 2024. Okay. Okay. Like 10, so, like it's only, it's only been going up by a million for like the past three years, <clears> but in 2024, apparently it's supposed to take a huge jump. So are we going to have uh, another lockout? <laughs> I, I don't think not. so. I no. hope not. No, I hope not. But um, there was also a big, another big trade um, with the Tampa Bay Lightning. They trade Ryan McDonough to the Nashville Predators. I think it was for a, a prospect defenseman. Oh, no. What is his name? Philip Myers was mm-hmm. uh, involved with it. And was it a first round pick? Yeah, I think uh, it was a first rounder. McDonough. I got to see this. But yeah, they traded McDonough to the, the Nashville Predators. And honestly, the Nashville Predators defense core is looking good again. I mean, they got rid of Ryan Ellis, but uh, McDonough is definitely a guy that can, you know, be a steady defense playing with Roman Yossi as well. Uh, they can definitely, you know, maybe make the they can make a run in the playoffs, you know, and they, they add a little more to their forward core. I think that was a good deal. And that was a lot of, that was a cap dump for Tampa Bay. Big, Obviously, that a was a lot of cap to free up. Yeah. Yeah. That was definitely a, a deal that they had to make. Because they need to sign other players, and they need, like they need to resign Palat as as well, right? Yeah. So see, Ryan McDonough, like I don't even know how good he is anymore because like he, Tampa Bay is so deep. Like Ryan McDonough probably wasn't playing, you know, huge minutes. Like he was playing as a top four guy there, right? But in when he was in New York, he was top pairing, and then he went to Tampa Bay, and then he kind of gets you know buried behind like Hedman, right? Yeah. So. So now that he goes to Nashville, I think we'll see if Ryan McDonough is still a top pairing worthy defenseman. He's going to play with, I don't know, do you think he's compatible with Yossi? Probably. He could be, or he can play with... Uh, They're both lefty, though. The, they had him slotted somewhere else. Um, I forget who else is on Nashville that's a defense. It's another good player. Ekholm, Fabro, Ekholm, yeah, yeah, any of those guys, right? Like they could definitely see they have a pretty good decor, right? Like you name a bunch of guys yeah. there that can definitely produce for them. It's an so older the, decor, but it's good. Yeah, sometimes that works, right? Um, yeah. But uh, so the trade was Ryan McDonough for Grant M- Mish- Mismash. I don't know. I think it's a prospect defenseman, and then Philip Myers. So they have Philip Myers kind of replacing him. I don't know if that's an equivalent replacement, but it definitely saved them some cap. I think he's only I don't know how like two something mil. But, I don't know uh, how good Philip Meyer is. He's okay. He was on the Flyers before. Um, yeah, Philip. But I don't think he was really the you know. Um, like I, I don't think he like can replace Ryan McDonough. Like I'm not trying to undermine Philip Myers, but I just don't. And Ryan McDonough, yeah, he's getting there in age, but he's still a great defenseman. I think he's a really good leader too. He's been a leader on every team he's been on. So. You know, um. But they're, it's just like, I think Tampa Bay is going to be not as good anymore. I think it's a de- decline for Tampa Bay. You think it's decline now? You think yeah. you think they're going to be overtaken in the East? I think so. I think so. Um, just because, um, they like not to say like it like their run has been very impressive. Like I, I gotta say, making the Stanley Cup Finals three times in the past three years and winning two of them back to back. Very impressive. I mean, it doesn't matter who they play. Um, it's yeah. still hard to get to that point. Um, you know, and they're pretty dominant. They're a pretty dominant team. Like they they beat Florida. They swept Florida, which was a team that was expected to go to the Stanley Cup Finals. Pretty impressive. And they could possibly make it again next year, right? You never know. Yeah. But I just think um, 
you know, it's kind of like they're they're not going to be able to afford. And that's what happens. Like, look at Chicago, right? Like, that's what happened with them. Now they're a pretty shit apart. team. Yeah, and although I feel rebuild. like I feel like Tampa Bay is doing better with their salary cap management that Chicago did. Yeah, um, and they got their you know they have guys on better contracts. Yeah, it's going to be about whether like teams like the Panthers, the Leafs, uh, the Rangers, whether or not they can improve. Oh, like for sure. if if Florida you know gets better over the off season and comes back in with that playoff experience and you know they stay hungry like you know Florida. I think is a team that, you know, very well could be on the cusp of like being very serious contenders. They were already this year. They just, you know, ran into Tampa and then, you know, same thing with Toronto, you know, does Toronto overcome their issues and, 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 and get better, you know, and surpass Tampa. And then the Rangers are just so loaded with talent, young, good players. You know, they've got arguably the best goal in the world right now. Like the Rangers overtake Tampa. Like, I think I think Tampa, you know, they're they're keeping their core intact, right? They're shuffling around a lot of bottom six. Yeah. And and you know, as long as you keep that core intact, I think they're always gonna be competitive. It's just about whether or not other teams surpass it, you know? No, yeah, for sure. Um and I was just looking at here actually, um the Tampa Bay Lightning here, like the playoff injuries that they you know, we're dealing with the whole yeah, time. They had a and lot so of it, problems. So was Colorado, right? Colorado definitely. Like if you see a uh, uh, Valerie, I don't know how to say his last name. Nachuskin's so. broken toe. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty brutal, and he's playing on that. Um, Kadri's do you think, got a broken do you think, thumb. Do you, yeah, do you think they inject them with something to make them feel numb there? Yeah, it's called. Um, um, oh, I remember uh, reading Gretzky's book, and they said he did. They did that to him. Yeah, it's like it. It's. It's safe. Uh, yeah. Probably like the same thing that they used to, like, you know. It's like your... to reduce swelling and stuff. Uh, yeah. Cortisone. Cortisone shots. Okay. Yep. Makes sense. Um, but, yeah, so Belmore had a, uh, I don't even know what kind of, meniscus injury. Am I saying that meniscus? right? Meniscus? Meniscus injury. Starting the playoffs. Sorelli yep. uh, had a shoulder slash AC joint sprain versus the new york rangers one and dislocated shoulder versus colorado kucherov have a, had an mcl sprain what's new kucherov is always what that, yeah when isn't that guy hurt all right paul had a shoulder slash ac joint sprain versus new york rangers and an mcl sprain versus uh the colorado avalanche so he's dealt with a lot of injuries too during the playoffs Corey perry yeah. the old guy the old the old fucker um i just <laughs> oops gotta bleep that out brace um, I don't believe anything out anymore. I'm too lazy. All right. That's okay. Um, so uh, Corey Perry had a shoulder slash AC joint sprain versus New York. Uh, Point had a significant quad tear versus Toronto. So he's been playing since Toronto with a quad tear. Um, he's done a mangled finger from block uh, versus New York Rangers. Like that is insane list. But there's, a, there's also a list of injuries from the Colorado series. I mean, Colorado team too. Like, Kadri with his thumb that he wasn't supposed to be back, but he came back anyways, um, you know, and then you have uh, the, the broken foot as well. But I mean, it, it was an interesting series, but did you see that the, what's his name? Ab- uh, Abe Kubel that dropped the cup and dented it? Dented, dented the bottom. I mean, dude, it's not the worst thing that's ever happened to the cup. No. The cup has had so many bad things happen to it. No, exactly. It's like pretty Pat, Maroon, Pat Maroon damaged it last year. So, yeah, and they were sober though. They were sober this time. What, what do you do? What do you do? Fucking sit on it. Uh, big rig, big rig sat on the big, cup. <laughs> big rig fucking rolled over that thing. Um, Dented it. 
But yeah, uh, no, I don't know. There's all sorts of crazy stories with the cup, man. Apparently, one time they found it at the bottom of a swimming pool after a big party, like a long time oh ago. Oh my like, god, man! Like so many things. The, the NHL literally keeps like a silversmith on retainer to like make sure it's you know re- and it's repairable. It's yeah. Know. I mean, and, and you know what's cool to see a lot of the guys like on Colorado winning the cup, like Jack Johnson and Eric Johnson, right? You know, a couple of vets like that yeah, as well. Yeah, Cogliano. Cogliano. I mean, Kadri being the first Muslim to win a Stanley Cup, which is that's pretty, really cool. Really cool to see, you know. Uh, yeah, I, I was like, you know, bone chilling, you know, to see that. I didn't even know he was Muslim. I I didn't know either. He's Canadian, but he is his family's Muslim. Uh, you know, yeah. has and that's cool. Muslim in his family, yeah, for sure. And um, you know, the the I I like the finals. I didn't really watch a lot of it to be honest, but I watched the the final game and uh, I Colorado dominated that final game. Even though it was 2-1, they, they definitely dominated. And they, they deserve yeah. the cup. And I remember saying at the beginning of the season, that was my prediction. I, did you pick Florida? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Honestly, I would yeah, pick Florida, I don't too. About it. Yeah. But, you know. I mean, I I just picked a favorite. Like, that was the... It was the easiest thing to pick. So, I think they were the favorite the whole season. Um, but we can move on from the cup finals because I feel like we were talking about it a lot. Um, everyone knows Colorado won. Congratulations to the Avalanche. Um but we can talk about uh, this quickly. So there's a few coach signings, which is pretty cool. Montgomery um, repl- replaces Cassidy for the Bruins coach. Um, Rick Bonus for the Jets. Uh, Lalonde for the uh, the Red Wings, I think it is. Yeah, he was he. A, I think he was an assistant coach for the Tampa Bay Lightning. So he's got a, a now a head coaching job, which is pretty cool. And he can take that experience to. Um, to Detroit. And I, I I bet Yeiserman knew him, so he probably. Hired him just because of his resume, and then anything Eiserman does is I it's, oh. I instantly think it's the right move. He's he is so the, smart. He, he built that the Tampa best Bay mind team. in hockey. Yeah, he he's the best mind in hockey by far, for sure. And then Richardson for the Hawks. That's a new coach for them as well. Um, and then uh, we do have some you know interesting stuff to talk about. Uh, like uh, there's also another signing. Uh, Brock Besser resigns for a three year contract. Very happy he, how, about that. How much did he get paid? It was like six mil, six six point uh, four something like that. I I that's a good bridge deal. You know what I mean? That's a three good years. Deal. Yeah, it's a it's a good contract. Um, I'm glad they're not trading him. I think there's a, I think there's a lot of p- potential with Brock still. Yeah, and like he's got an excuse, man. Like he hasn't been like the last couple years. He hasn't been great, even though he's still been really good. He hasn't reached his potential yet, man. That guy can be a 40 goal scorer, no problem. But how old is he? He was dealing with 25. Oh, he's still he's still got a lot of years left. I'll tell you how old he is right now. Yep, he's you're right. 25. Yeah. So he he dealt like his dad passed away, right? Yeah, and his dad sad. was really sick for quite some time. Like he had a lot of issues and like Yep. You know, Brock was dealing with all of that during the season, you know, and like it's just it's so bad. And remember when they just, scratched him? Remember that one that yeah. one time everyone was so surprised that they scratched him? Was that under Travis Green? I it, yeah, it definitely was because it was a, yeah, a few years ago. But yeah, um, Dick. Um no, Brock was going through a ton of stuff. He's distracted. And like everybody understands like he was really close with his dad, but like what I like about Brock Besser is he loves Vancouver. He loves playing for the Canucks. Yeah, you, you know, can really, really tell good, that. Fr- really good friends with the whole team. You know, him and Patterson are really good buddies with Horvat, right? Like, you know, they just they're they're 
they're close. And so I'm happy he wants to be in Vancouver. Um, oh, I'm killing a bug on my desk. Get the f- hell out of here, man. Oh, that's yummy. F- eat no, it. It's a lot. Nice. It's protein. You know what I mean? To eat it. Are you okay? Yeah. Where is dude? It keeps going into my. In mind. Mexico, in Mexico, that's what they like you to do. They, they say it's yeah, protein. Just, you know, in yeah, Mexico, just, they 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 told us that it was um you know we ate, we ate grasshoppers actually. That's an interesting story, and um, they said it's the the natural Viagra. So what? <laughs> yeah, I th- I don't know if they were joking. They must have been, um, but uh, but yeah, they said it was the natural Viagra. And when I ate it, I'm like, okay, that's. Not to say, nice right. to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whole, cool, good, good to know. Um, yeah, um, but yeah, no, Brock, he, yeah, great guy, uh, really happy with the signing, and like uh, people were saying, he might get traded, and I would, that we would have been selling low on him, man. Like I, I think yeah. he's got so much potential there. He's really good with Pedersen. He's good with Horvat. Like I just, you know, I'm happy th- about that. And so, well, I, I don't know, the roster's shaping up, man, with the Canucks signing Kuzmenko, and um, you know, probably gonna deal out Miller, but. We'll see what yeah, happens with that. It doesn't sound like Miller's coming back. Um, but it looks like under if you uh, like another season with Boudreaux as coach, I think will be a lot better. He came in like, you know, later in the season, not later in the season, but like not at the start. So I think if they had him at the start, they could have made the playoffs for sure. Yeah. Like they were almost there, right? So um they're they're almost there. You must be excited that excited for that as a Canucks fan. Um, I mean, there's lots of things going on with the Canucks, dude. Like uh, Tyler yeah. Myers, apparently his name is in talks. Uh, JT Miller, obviously. Like, bro, the the, J- the JT Miller return could be so huge. Exactly. I think that's something they need to do. I mean, even yeah. J- JT Miller's a good player, and he was a good player for them. I just think it's the right time to trade him if you're going to do that. Yep. Yeah. So, he, he's not the right age for the rest of the core, and you can get no. so much for him here. And I don't think offense is our weakness. I think I think we need, you know, young defensemen. Yeah, to go with so, Quinn Hughes and everything like that. Yeah, you know, we need a defensive right-handed guy. So We all you know, know. You, Levy didn't turn out. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Dude, I don't even know where Matthew he is anymore. I, I think, is he in Florida? Florida. Yeah. Oh, my God. Crazy. Um, but, yeah, so there was a, some, another trade that happened. Kevin Fiala to the LA Kings. Uh, who was he yeah. traded for? Uh, oh, it was a first round pick, right? Yes, it yeah, was a first round pick. Kevin Fiala. I mean, Kevin Fiala is a great player, and they signed him to a seven year deal, uh, worth like seven point eight million dollars. But, um, I think I honestly I like the trade. I think both teams got their their needs in it. I think Minnesota is going to be in cap hell for the next few years because of those buyouts. Mm-hmm. I think they're expecting to maybe make a, a run in the playoffs. Like Bill Guerin was hoping that, but honestly, like they probably needed, they couldn't afford him. They and they got a pick for him, and honestly, like it's a, it's a decent pick, right? Like, what, what position? Here's are they? my thing with the Fiala trade, okay? And like, I don't know if this even matters, but like, I feel like Kevin Fiala and Victor Arvidsson are like the same player. They definitely are, man. Odds are they're they're comparison. they're both undersized scorers okay and like they're they're both they're both great players right but i feel like they're both really streaky players i feel like they're both players that don't really create too much on their own um i know fiala had a year or two there where he really was like one of the biggest threats like i remember vancouver playing minnesota in the playoffs in the bubble and fiala was terrifying but i i don't know if he like i don't know if that was a flash in the pan for him but but he's coming off a career high season He's got 85 points in 82 games. 
He had 85 points this year. Okay. Yeah. Well, fair enough, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I didn't know that either. I didn't know that either, but he did. And he had 33 goals. So he's a 30-goal yeah. scorer. I mean, it was just this year, though, because like previous years, I mean, he's got 40 points, 54 points. Um, Not bad. Yeah. But but at the end of the day, I think him and Arvidsson are the same player. Uh, it feels better. Um, but it's just kind of, you know, I'm looking at LA and I'm thinking like, you know, what are we going for here? Right. And like, and like LA, like, are we build, like, are we competing or like, are we rebuilding, retooling? Like, honestly, like there's such a mixture of everything. Yeah. They have a lot of really good young players, but like, you know, they still have guys like Kopitar They're and Dowdy dude, their biggest problem is going to be goaltending. Yeah. I don't know. Peterson, Peterson. Yeah. Cal Peterson. He had a bad year. I don't think he he's as you know not to under under me his name but like um I don't think he's like what they expected. You know what I mean? I think they're trying to like push him a lot. Yes, he's a good young goaltender, but I don't think he is a legit starter. Like I don't think he's proved it yet. I mean, he doesn't they have thought, the team. They they thought he had passed Quick up beginning of the year. Like they thought but, they thought um you know Quick was going to be sitting for most of the season, right? Yeah, but Quick but no, had a bounce back season. Yeah, Quick was doing amazing. Right? Like, yeah, he was but, doing really good. But it needs to be Peterson, man, because Quick doesn't have that many years left. Like Peterson, no. I don't know if LA has any goaltending prospects, but no, Peterson needs to needs to get there, and um, he needs to play right, like to get better. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but uh, but the one thing I think about this trade is that they have a lot of prospects, but in in the center core, like. When I do the franchise mode, it's like, okay, you have so many people like Byfield, Turcotte, um, Kapari, Akil Thomas. All those guys are centermen. All those yeah. guys. So, like, you need some wingers in there, right? So, I maybe that's why they got Kevin Fiala, so they can have, like, he's 25, so he's still young and he can still grow and he can still, you know, kind of like. Hold on one sec, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Recording my podcast. What's up? I did. Don't worry about me. Okay. Yep. All good. All right, I'm back. Go ahead. No worries. I mean, he's still young. Like he can still definitely um, grow and become a great winger. And I think that's they, they 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 need wingers. Basically, that's what I'm trying to say. But um, yeah, no, I, I, I agree. Like, so, I mean, Fiala is a great winger. Arvidsson, I think, is a good secondary scorer, even though he's really streaky. Yeah. Uh, what, like, what kind of year did Arvidsson even have? Arvid. <sighs> I don't think he was that good. He was always hovering or on hovering on the waiver wire in fantasy hockey. Like, he never yeah. stuck. Like, he like, had he, good seasons. But, like, yeah, I don't know. Like, he is like that, you know, player that you like, he could have a good season, but he could have a really bad season. Um. But, you know, he had 49 points in 16 games. That's not bad. Yeah, he's had some, like, 30-goal years. He had three straight seasons there where he was pretty much at 30. Yeah, Um, he's a decent player, definitely. Yeah, he can be. I mean, and and as L.A. centermen get better, you know, he'll get better. He's only 29, so, you know, he could be be a, a reasonable, you know, secondary scoring winger for them. Yeah, but yeah. Him and Fiala both undersized, undersized. Oh yeah, for sure. So that that's what I'm thinking when I see that trade. I think that's that's two undersized scoring wingers. Uh, yeah. You know, and how many of those do you want to have? But you know, it 
I guess the modern NHL, it's becoming less important. Yeah, I think so too. And like, um, like the, the, like it's, it's becoming a quick, fast game, right? Like I, I feel yep. like the physicality is kind of lack, like not lacking, but like coming down a bit. It is good to have those guys still though. I like, I like, I like a nice power forward, right? I think like those guys can score and be physical, but um, a lot of their centerman prospects are big guys, right? Like isn't Quinn yeah. Byfield a big guy? Oh yeah, he's a huge guy. Yeah, he's huge. Yeah, you so, know, Turcot or um, Turcot small. Kopitar's not small. Yeah, Kopitar's not small. No, not at all. Um, and I think Kopitar is still really good. Yeah, for sure. Um, we can move on to some. There's some trade rumors. Uh, who was I thinking of for the to talk about? New this? Jersey. Yeah, New Jersey's definitely thinking about trading that second pick. Um, there's been talks about Alex DeBrincat in the the deals there, but there's also been other teams talk talking about that second round, that second overall pick. I think I think anyone would be over that second overall pick because you're getting a great prospect there. Like, even, I mean, even if, you're getting you're getting debatably the the first overall. Like, the, yeah, right. Like, if there was two first overalls like that, you know what I mean? Like, there's yeah, right and Slavovsky. Like, yeah. You, even Cooley, even if you get Cooley, he's a great player too. So um, it's becoming less and less like for me, it's becoming less and less of a good idea to trade that pick. I, I think I, with I how fast Slep, uh, with how fast Slavkowski, that's how you say it, right? Slavkowski. Yeah, I think so. With, with how fast he's risen, um, you know, New Jersey could because like, I don't know, there's no way that Montreal doesn't take right in my mind. Yeah, so like New Jersey's going to get this guy who is, you know, considered to be by a lot of scouts, the number one. So like New Jersey, like can New Jersey trade that? Like, I don't know. Like this guy could come in right away and play with Hughes. I mean, you like, I don't know. Or he So that's big. Yeah, Yeah, no, for sure. And, um, uh, I just got distracted there because I got, I ordered some 47 brand hats and I think they're here, but, um, nice. I got, yeah, I got Brooklyn Nets and Charlotte Hornets getting the NBA there a little bit. Hornets, um, eh? Yeah, man. I got a Hornet shirt too, like from Abercrombie. They had like nice cool graphics. You a Hornets fan? No, man, not at all. <laughs> but I, I like I just like sports shirts. Like, do you do you like that? Like, I like getting different teams. Like, I don't know what it is about if the, if the shirt oh, yeah. or hat looks nice, I'll order it. Oh yeah, I've got some obscure hats. I've got like a Denver Nuggets hat. Yeah, I've got, I've got some hats. I know it's fun. I like it. Honestly, it's re- I don't know. It's it's like a little collection I like to have. But going back, um, I'm not even sure. Like, there's there's a bunch of trade rumors, but um, like Alex Debrinkat, you know, um, there's the Rangers. I mean, Debrinkat, Debrinkat could be a really cool fit in New Jersey. Yeah. I think. No, for sure. Um, Debrinkat's still an easy forty goal scorer, man. He's young too. Like he is so under yeah like, oh he, like even who's more valuable to bring kit or miller i'd say to bring kit because he's younger so we haven't seen his full potential yet but i think miller is he's 29 right or around there uh, he's turning 30 or already 30 yeah so in the, in the bring i think it's like maybe 25 yeah. Four. See, I think to bring kit. Okay, so yeah, so to bring kit to New Jersey is more valuable, I think, because to bring kit yes. fits into their age range. But I think JT Miller is more valuable to a cup contender because JT Miller does everything. Yeah, exactly. Like I don't think that New Jersey needs JT. No, Miller. no, 
I don't that's, where, that's why Miller that's why Miller to New Jersey for that second overall never really made sense to me because I'm like what does New Jersey get out of Miller you know no nothing it's like yeah. New Jersey's not ready now like why would Miller be something they want exactly you know? like they're not making they're not winning the Stanley Cup like I mean if they do no. like, shit like I wow. just just jinxed it right there but I don't think New Jersey's in the position to do that. Like they don't have the pieces. Like they're, they're, they're even Mackenzie Blackwood's talked uh, talked about in trades too, right? Yeah, so, I guess they're not a big fan of him right now. No, not injury at all. prone. But like, maybe who the yeah. hell do they go with? I don't know. Like Jonathan Bernier. <laughs> Did he retire? So, uh, I don't know if he retired. He might be question. retired. Actually, he might be done. I don't know. I don't even remember Jonathan Bernier. There's some interesting was... goalies available this year, though. Like, oh no, Crawford. Uh, Crawford list. was with them. Crawford was Corey with them. Crawford. Corey. Yeah, Crawford. but then he then he retired. Yeah. Oh no, he's with New Jersey. Who is Bernier? Yeah. Yeah, he should play this year. He was yeah, great he played... with Detroit the year prior. Yeah. Yeah, he played ten games this season. Yeah, um, he was out pretty quick. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like it's a. Uh, it's tough to say. Like, I think the Brinkett's maybe better for New Jersey because he's the younger player, help him grow there. Um, but JT Miller would probably be better off going to a team that can win a cup, right? Um, like Rangers, I heard a lot Carolina. of the Rangers. Yeah, the uh, Rangers are very interested in him. Um, but you never know. Like, you never know what's going to happen. I think this draft, like, I think the draft is tomorrow, right? I think uh, yep, it is tomorrow. It is. So, like, it's going to be interesting to see, like, a lot. There's going to be trades. There's definitely going to be a lot of trades tomorrow um usually what happens but i think the there's a lot of trade rumors but like like they said they're rumors so we don't know if it's actually going to happen um but we can also talk about some interesting moves that's being made um in the management side of things so a lot of women uh which is amazing to see are becoming assistant general managers and soon to be though they'll be general managers soon or coaches as well which hopefully that's sooner than later um but Haley Wickenizer becomes the assistant GM for the Toronto Maple Leafs and Dr. Haley Wickenizer actually she's yeah she's a, she's press really resume smart. right yeah. and like I think she knows hockey pretty well like she's been around for so long so many years and um it's crazy it just came out actually the New York Islanders sorry to interrupt but Will not allow um, any unvaccinated players to play for them. Wow. Huh. Okay. Interesting. Huh. Um, yeah, that was pretty. That was pretty random, but I just it came up with my Instagram feed here. But I'm just seeing the other signings here too, so I just don't butcher any names because I usually tend to do that. Um, uh, what's it called? Who else um, got signed as an assistant general manager? I know you were saying the Canucks, right? Like they were the first kind of team to do that. Yeah, like yeah, way back. Yeah, but um, there's definitely it's loading here. I'll, I'll say this about Haley Wickenizer though. Um, I've never been a fan of like of like giving people positions like high high end positions or or really high end jobs just just for the sake of like in diversity or whatever. Yeah, like I've yeah. never I've never I've never liked that. Um, but Haley Wickenizer is the last person in the world that I'd ever think that that is what's going on because, no, and, and no, honestly, yeah. she's already been the, with the organization. All the, so all of the hires, like in the NHL that I've seen have been, have been merit like worthy, like, yes, like Emily, uh, Keton, Keton Gui, Keton Gay in, in Vancouver. Yep. She, you know, super qualified. And, well, she was an uh, Asian, pretty, right? 
Yeah, she's an agent. Yeah, she's the one. Yeah, she's. <laughs> oh God, she's the one who uh, managed to convince Jim Benning to give Antoine Roussel like four point five million dollars for like five years. So she knows Ooh. what she's doing. Um, yeah. Um, um, but but all of the women that I've seen hired are like super like like so much merit there. Yeah. And it's really great to see you know women who are like you know deserving of the job. And I'm not saying women get hired because they aren't deserving, but you know what I'm saying. It's like. It's like these are obviously not like affirmative action th- things. Uh, not these pu- women, not for publicity, not for publicity. Yeah, yeah. it's it's not affirmative act. Like it's not affirmative action. There are people saying it is, and they're idiots. Like no, yeah, they, they, you, obviously they're gonna hire people that they think are right are right for the job. Yeah, right. Like it, like affirmative action does happen where like you know companies and whatever will hire people just for the sake of diversity, and maybe they're not the best candidate, or maybe they're not that qualified. Yeah. But like all of these female hires I've seen in the NHL, like these these people, these women are like super like have so much merit. Great and resumes. Like it's great resumes. They're super, you know, on top yeah. of it, you know, and yeah. like lots of people get hired who don't have merit in the NHL. But like all of these all these women do. And it's great to see. And like Haley Wickenizer is like, I think, of a, you know, a very good mind to have in your organization. No, I, so. I think I think she is like. She is the I don't, I don't say Wayne Gretzky of like hockey, but she of women's hockey. But I think she is. I, you know, she's the Haley Wickenizer of women's hockey. How about that? You know, yeah, I mean? she's probably the she's probably the biggest name ever in women's hockey. That's for sure. Yeah, for sure. And then there's another one. Uh, the Devils promote Kate Madigan to assistant general manager as well. I don't know who she is. Um, I, I don't know, know too either. much about her, but you know, probably right for the job as well, right? Like she was. It looks yeah. sounds like she was already in the organization, so. They uh, found her like suited to actually, you know, um, have a, a bigger part in the team and have a, more of a say in the team. And then yeah. there was also an AHL, um, the first woman hired as the AHL coach is Jessica Campbell, becomes the first female coach in AHL history. Coach coaching is going to be harder for a woman than than yeah. than management for sure. Coach, it's it's going to be tough to see if. If the players, um, you know, are, are, are yeah, there's gonna be not, some assholes. not willing. There's gonna be some assholes yeah. that are gonna be like, oh, I don't want a woman. Honestly, they probably know more than some of the men that coach the teams, right? Uh, like, of course, yeah. It, it, it's just like for me that like it's like it's it. I don't know. I have a hard time seeing that being seamless because there's gonna be players who don't think that she. You know, what she's talking about or whatever, right? Like, there are going to be players who think that. And, like, it's going to be interesting to see if it's, like, general management, like, management, like, that's easy. Like, for me to see a woman being really strong in that role, right? But when you get down to the locker room, that's where things are going to become more difficult, I think, for females. Like, like. I, I don't think I don't think women will ever play in the NHL. I don't know if that's a hot take or not. Um, there's a lot of people. I don't think so either. Um, I mean, like, like, well, they like okay. This is this is gonna be a hot take. Like they won't. Like it's it's pretty much impossible. You know, it, it's not gonna. Do happen. they want that though? Do they want to play in the NHL? Like, oh, I'm I, sure there are women who do want to. So like, you have like women who have played in like. Like so, Haley Wickenheiser went over and played in the SHL for like ten games or whatever. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Oh, like with the with the men. Yeah, with men. Um. See, like, like I don't even know how we got in this debate. Oh, well, we talked about women, but um, she, Finnish. She played in the Finnish, you know, Div 
I don't even know. It wasn't even the highest end, but like Haley Wickenizer is like pro probably the greatest female hockey player of all time. Like she's amazing, like amazing, like otherworldly. I mean, Poulin might be better, yeah. but but you know, name wise, Haley Wickenizer is the best. But she went over and played, and I think like Div two finished men's hockey, and like she just couldn't like the biological difference is just like. It, it just really it's really hard to overcome that and i would say yeah. especially in a contact sport is impossible for a woman i you know i could see a woman pitching in baseball before i i'd i'd, I'd see a woman playing you know full contact hockey with men wait so are they allowed like say like you know how there's like the wh or i forget the 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 women's hockey league the nwhl yeah, yeah. yeah. are they allowed to have contact or no no it's non-contact see i think they should be allowed I think uh, it, it, I don't know if the like, players if a, want it. Really? Okay. I thought it'd be more like a professional league, so they can, you know, they're more trained on it. You know, I don't think women like the the female players want it. Okay, I see. I mean, I get it. Like, if they don't want it, you know what I mean. That's totally understandable. Yeah. I just thought it wasn't allowed because they thought they were it's women, a, but no, 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 no. It, it's I. I don't think they want it. I. It's I just see. I don't. I, women's hockey is a little different. Like it's ve- they're it's very different, fast hockey. It's very fast hockey. Yeah, it's a different game. It's more passing. Like yeah. it's 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 less more skill know, more over... skill than grit. Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely more of a skill game than grit. Um, yeah, and so that's why I think you know women are all you know it's it just the biological differences of, of NHL hockey. I, I've had like really stupid debates with people about this and people get all offended and like oh how could you say it blah 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 blah. but to me it's just like you know full contact physical hockey like it's just it's so different from from what you know the women's leagues are i don't even like i don't know i, I was I talking like, about coaching well and then what i, what I, I would like, like to see sorry to cut you off but what i like to see i would want like soon you know like the, the women's league i want it to like to actually grow i you know like they, they can't find the funds for it and stuff like that I would actually like if it became to the level of the NHL. I definitely would would watch that. I like new leagues like that. I like the like the starting of like that. I like knowing a bunch of different players, even if they are women, right? Like, I think that's cool. I think they their league should get more funding. You know what I mean? I I aren't I I think there's a partnership with the NHL. I'm not entirely sure. There is. Yeah. So I Sweet. think if they can grow that, right? Like you see the WNBA, they are kind of growing a little bit, right? Like I feel it's, like they're. So I was going to say the WNBA has never once made money in its entire existence and only survives because the NBA subsidizes it. Yeah. And it's because it's, everyone's so used to men's league, right? Everyone's so used to it. What I think it it gets deeper. I think I think if they want women's leagues to be successful, they need to market them to women better cuz I think mm-hmm. by default Men are always gonna watch men. You yeah. know, I, I I watch women's hockey. At least our, t- our at least our day and age, like you know what I mean. Like yeah, there's a lot. Like everyone's still older, like that old mindset of everything. Yeah, and it's not. I, I don't know. I I like the like men's politics. game better. Like I, you know, I watch the I watch women's hockey in the Olympics, and I love yeah. it because you know yeah. it's high, it's very intense. You know, it's always Canada versus USA. It's great hockey to watch, right? But the at the end of the day, I prefer to watch men's hockey because I like how men play hockey, and I'm not yeah. taking anything away from the women's game because it's great and it has value. You know, there's plenty of people who love to watch women's hockey, and yeah. I would love it if women's hockey was successful, right? But Same. but people need to like. You know, there's so many people who preach about women's hockey 
being needing needing more it needs more juice it needs more money people then you know these people are the ones that need to go and buy the season tickets and go to the games yep you know like like there's you had that whole thing with the wnba right for equal pay okay do you remember that yep it's still going on and let me am i making you uncomfortable with this topic no no okay no um no I, we're here for a conversation I, okay. we're not trying to be offensive or anything we're just like no just no and like like obviously we, I don't know. We, we, we love women like honestly we, we watch it we both kind of said that we i love hockey watch. in general man yeah like any any avenue of I, hockey. i get what you're saying great. though like i get what you're saying like i'm a man so like i look up to like they're kind of like male figures for, for us right like i like watching well, them yeah that, right and i like the, the nhl like i really do like the nhl yes it has like you know Hockey does need to be more, more diverse, right? And that and that includes women. But at the same time, I, like like saying that they won't ever play in the NHL doesn't mean we don't want to see women play hockey. Like I think that's like the thing exactly. you have to distinct there. I want to see and them play gonna hockey. Be... I don't want them to be at like, sorry, cut you off again, but I want them to see no, good. I want to see them as successful as NHL players too. But I want like right. it'd be cool to see like they have their own league. So they're not trying to share with anyone. They kind of have their own, and then so the men have their own. I think it's pretty equal that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I think more people prefer to watch men's sports is because, you know, like, I'm sorry, but there is, like, a major biological difference in, in what, you know, male athletes can do compared to what female athletes can do. And so I prefer watching men's hockey because it, the game is just, it's it's more power. You know, there's just there's just more power to it. Yeah. Right. And women's hockey is a great game, but like it's just not men's hockey. And like you can absolutely, you know, prefer women's hockey. Like that's fine. And like what that's what I'm saying. I think I think the NHL needs to market to women better because if you get women watching women's hockey, I mean, 50 percent of the population is female, you know, so in order for these leagues to be successful, they need to get women to watch the games because men by default are generally going to watch women's ho- or men's hockey. And that's not sexist. It's just like, you know, it's just what we've always grown up watching. And like, yeah. it, you know, they, they, and the game is different. It's a different, it's a different looking game of hockey. So it is. Yeah. there are going to be, there are going to be lunatics who think I'm, you know, I'm being like some kind of sexist. And it's just like, obviously effing not. I yeah, no, you know I don't think you are. No. I I revere Haley Wickenizer. I think I think Poulin is you know watching Poulin play um is amazing. She's I mean you're literally man. Like, you're crazy. watching you're watching you know a, a female version of McDavid like yeah. you know you have like Amanda Ken- Kessel and Hillary Knight like these these players are fen- phenomenal. It, you know yeah. it's just it's different from men's. But yeah. anyways, going back to the coaching hire in the AHL I just think it's going to be interesting because women's hockey and men's hockey are very different. Mm-hmm. And is she going to be able to 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 connect to the the the, the male game, you know? And like our I mean, our male might players have to gonna, educate herself. She just might have to. It's something to get used. to. I mean, to, right? maybe she already has. Like you know, yeah. she they probably wouldn't have hired her if she didn't. You know, she probably know, like knows hockey in general very well, right? But like, is yeah. she going to be able to connect with the players? in the same way like the, i'm not it, sure you know it depends on the it's team imp- the type of atmosphere they have right like it, it really- i mean th- this this will be a great um a great way to see if it's possible yeah. you know oh for sure yeah, it's 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 different it's very yeah. different so that would be really interesting to see but yeah happy for it it's cool. yeah me too um 
but uh, and there's also more diversity, which um, love to see in the game of hockey. It really needs a lot of more of it. Um, the first ever black GM, Mike Greer, uh, for the Mike San Jose Greer. Sharks, which is that is awesome to see. And he was a good player in the NHL. He was a really. I remember good him well, man. He was really good Mike on Washington. Greer. Yeah. Um, he was one but, of those third liners that was really good. Yeah, right? And he was a leader on a team, too. Like, this guy, I think, will do good for San Jose. And San Jose likes to pick guys that played for their team, for the general manager roles. But I think he he really knows hockey. And I think this is a great signing for them. And it's it's crazy to think that's the first ever black GM in the NHL. Like, really? Like, I did not know that. I, I like, I was like... I never thought about one. it. Right, which is kind of I, crazy. I never thought about it until it was announced. I was like, "Oh yeah, I guess." <laughs> yeah, right. Like I, I, guess I that's thought true. there always was, which is kind of crazy how we're just so oblivious to it. You know what I mean? But at yeah. the same time, I think it's a great thing for the game of hockey. And he he's a he's a great hockey player. He's played in the NHL for years, so he yeah. knows what's up, right? Like it's it's, it's a he, surprising hire to, right? to me though. Like his um, he, like he took a big jump. He he was he he stopped playing. <clears throat> excuse me. He stopped playing in like the early 2010s and then he was a scout for a while and then oh, was he, he was like yeah. director of hockey operations in new york for a couple years and then boom gm like i i was looking at his resume and it was like that is a they must really see something in him in san jose to 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 do that they probably Excuse do me. yeah like it's uh I, i'm excited for him mike Gurr is great oh i i remember like everyone loving him like he like and i think there's a lot of guys that you know um were up for the the there was a, there was another san jose shark player that they were considering and i forget his name oh my god he was a he was a shark legend as well but um they obviously sharks went, went, legend yeah oh, i forget who it was danny heatley <laughs> yeah imagine danny heatley comes back to be the gm of the sharks I don't know. Sharks Legends, Devin Setaguchi, Jonathan Chichu, Owen Nolan. Yeah, let me figure. I, I, I know it's here somewhere. When did he play? Maybe around the same time. Yeah. I'm trying, I'm trying to see. I definitely posted it on the Ford Liners Instagram. That's what I'm trying to see here. Uh, there was there was two options here. I don't. I don't know who the other guy was, but I don't. It's not important. I think Mike Greer was the, the the right choice for them. And um, oh, and I just got breaking news that John Klingberg's going to hit the free agent market on July. Of course he is. Yeah, he yeah. wanted out. Yeah, he's going to get his way out. But going back to Mike Greer, but yeah, I think you know they they definitely if he jumped that from that position to the GM, they definitely see something special in him. Like 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 you said, like. I don't think this is a thing for publicity or that have the first black GM. I think this is some guy I don't that they so see a lot of like p- potential in that can really turn around this team because they need a guy. Yeah. They need someone. They're not going to hire some random person to like, that never crossed my mind team. either. Uh, no. Honestly, if they didn't, if they didn't announce like this whole like you know first the, black the whole GM thing him being the first, yeah, yeah I, w- I wouldn't have even cared. I would just been like, oh, congrats, no, Mike. He's like human. I wouldn't, he's I, human man. Like, yeah, I wouldn't, exactly. I wouldn't have even thought about it. Exactly. I, you know, it's like, oh, congrats, Mike Greer, good player. But you know, they 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 talked about all this stuff about him being the first black GM, which is awesome. Yeah, good I wouldn't have him. noticed. I'm, I'm glad it's happened. Yeah, hey, dude, his his family is so. Uh, his father was the no. Hold on, his father was like the GM of the Patriots, and like his brother. Oh, really? Plays and his brother plays. Uh, hold on, 
it's like well, so a the, bunch that, of there stuff. you go. He has family that's in management, right? So I mean, he may he like he might already have that background and know what to do for that. You know what I mean? Okay, so his brother Chris Chris Greer is the GM of the Dolphins. Okay, yeah. So he's GM, and his father GM's in his family. Wait, hold on. Mine's saying Landon. That's his other brother. Oh, his brother plays. Oh, his brother plays for the University of South Carolina. I don't know. Yeah, his brother plays for his family's just really, you know, that's crazy. Eh? That's kind of cool how his his brother's the GM of the Dolphins, like football family, but then he plays uh <laughs> hockey. Yeah, man. I mean, that's like, weird. Management's in his blood, it seems like. You know what I mean? Is Mike Greer American? Yes. Yeah, he's American. Um Where is he born? Detroit. Detroit, okay. Um, there's something else we could talk about here. Um so the big Russian situation. Uh, uh this is this is like kind of crazy that's coming out. I mean, this is nothing new about the complications and Russian players coming over here, but um Sorry if I butcher his name. Ivan Fedotov. Fedotov. I think that's his name. The the goaltender that was supposed to come over to play to play for the Flyers that signed a contract. Yeah, Fedotov. Yep. Fedotov. Um. So what happened with him was that he was coming over here, but something about I think he had a fake military ID, which seems to be the trend in for Russian players coming over because it's not even have- it's not even born in Russia, bro. He's not. Finnish. Oh, are you serious? I guess he grew up in Russia. I guess he grew up oh. in Russia. So that's the other mess. That's a messed up thing too. How can you, how can you demand military service from somebody who wasn't even born there? The fuck. I don't know. It's obviously it's clearly that they don't want them coming over to the NHL, a competitor for the KHL. No, they don't. Well, I wouldn't even say the KHL is a competitor for the NHL, but I know no, what you're not saying. at all. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's right? a joke. It's a joke comparatively. Yeah, comparatively, yeah. the KHL is a joke. Exactly. Right. It's a low budget. Uh, not low budget, but like it's a. Yeah, a lot of it's low budget. There's a lot of teams in that league that that you know AHL teams would rival in in oh, their yeah. you know facilities and stuff like that. For sure. Um. But yeah. So what the, he pro- I think he had a fake military ID, which seems to be a trend with some players coming over, and then, um, uh, then he was apparently hospitalized because he was injected with something that made him what? sick. Yeah. What? Which is kind of messed up. Like like what? Some kind of military injection? Like some kind of yeah, shot I, you have to get? It must have been. It must have been. And it came out that happened. And then he was in the hospital. Like it, it literally came out in sequences. Like he was literally detained by military services. And then he was injected with something. Then he's, in, uh. then he's hospitalized. We're like, like, what the hell did they do to him? Right? And but now... It's saying that he won't come to the Flyers next season. He's gonna play for a military like team. Yeah, they're forcing for him for the next yeah, season. Forcing him. Well, what a joke! Imagine feeling that trapped inside your own country. Like insane. It's what a what a joke. Honestly, if you're a Russian player and you're like, there's certain there's two different types of Russian players. Okay, you have pro Putin Russian players, right? Like Ovechkin yeah. stuff like yeah. that. They never have to worry about it. And then you have anti. Establishment Russian players, pan, the Panarins of the of the league, right? Yeah, and well, so Kaprizov, if you're not. Um, right, what about him? Well, he like he's in trouble with this too. Like apparently he's wanted in Russia right now. He he came back to the U.S. probably because he knew about this. I think he yeah, had a fake, he had a fake military card, which you know gives a shit. Like he was trying to get out of there, right? He obviously saw a better life here in Minnesota, 
and he took the opportunity to come over and he got i think it's a trend to get a fake military card so you don't have to serve your country there and you know what here's the thing too here's the thing do you think do you think if if kaprizov or panarin were playing in the khl or fedotov was playing in the khl they'd make them do their service probably not no probably not. not no and like but because they've gone to north america you know they they're get not, screwed because yeah it's because they're not making money for like russia or whatever for russia it? yeah right i mean I, how many of the khl teams do you think are owned by like the russian oligarchs probably a lot oh, probably man. all probably some right stuff so that happens so there. these these dudes are connected to the government probably get real pissed off when they leave to go play in north america yep. like uh okay so like the the guy the canucks signed kuzmenko right i was yep. reading about him because I, I saw this Russian news, right? I was reading on Reddit. And so I was on the Canucks subreddit. And they were basically saying, like, you know, Fedotov gets detained. Like, is it possible that Kuzmenko gets detained? Well, apparently Kuzmenko is from a region of Russia that that actually is um, uh, not subject to the uh, draft or to the mandatory mandatory service. So he can't be forced in. Uh, okay. But... Yeah, but 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 yeah, like uh, so you know, I I bet his owner. I mean, he played for St. Petersburg, right? And that's probably owned by a billionaire, you know. And I'm sure he's not very happy about Kuzmenko leaving. Yeah, right. Pod Colson. Yeah, you know? didn't he take a uh, while to come over here? Uh, yes. Or- he, he, he we drafted him. He had to, he ha- was contracted to a Russian team for two years, so he stayed over there for two years. And then when the contract was coming to an end, they tried to convince him to stay with money and stuff, right? But he was like, no, screw yeah. this, I'm leaving. But what has changed now is the war in Ukraine. And so yep. now Russia is getting really stingy with its you know, with its players and the military stuff. And like so so now I, I don't think they're letting it slide at all. I think before they were maybe letting it slide a little bit more, but now with the war going on. And the tensions between the West and Russia, I think that's why now Russia is is saying, you know, if you got to do your military service or, or we're you're not leaving. Yeah, um, I mean, well, that, that's pretty. That's pretty, that sucks for them. I like honestly, I wish I had that freedom. Like, was is isn't it? Like, I'm pretty sure Mitchkov, if someone drafted him, he won't be able to play for three years. Is it three years? I think, or something like that. Um, Wait, doesn't Mitchkov play in the OHL? No, no, does my, he? My, I don't know. I don't think so. Uh, no, I don't think he does. Mitchkov. Uh, yeah, he plays for. Yeah, he plays for Russia. Saint Pe- Saint yeah, Petersburg. of course yeah. he does. That's that's the team to play for if you're a good player in Russia. Them or Moscow. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But um, it's like there's also breaking news that three current any uh, KHL players, not NHL face up to 12 years in Russian prison due to falsified military IDs. So it's a trend. A lot of people are doing it, right? A lot of people are doing it so they don't have to serve in the military, right? It's just like getting a fake ID to go to a bar, right? I mean, like, for them, it's a lot different. We get get fake IDs to go to the bar, and they get fake IDs to not, like, get shelled. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. But, um, you know, it's pretty messed up. Hopefully, like, I don't know. Hopefully, like... Oh, Fedotov is screwed. Bro. he is screwed I mean, that sucks for him i wish that didn't it wasn't the case for him but i guess it is um it's sad to see that like he's obviously a player that's trying to like grow his career and he can't because uh russia 
you know, just ruins oh, everything. Yeah. Russia um, ruins everything. <laughs> but uh, we could also talk about some inductees for this year's Hockey Hall of Fame, which is pretty sick. Um, maybe I'll get yes. to be able to go to that again. Yeah, who knows? Um, yeah. That could be a, a question as well, because I did go last year. Um, but uh, we do have Daniel Elferson that's being inducted to the class of 2022, which is pretty cool to see. That's sick. Um, I think he played his whole, Oh no, he played his last career, last few seasons or season with Detroit. Yeah. Detroit. But he was the captain of uh, the Ottawa senators for however, how many years, like 16 or something years. But yeah, he, great. Player. He, I, re- I remember loving him. I think he was an gr- amazing player. He's a legend. Um, and then you have some Vancouver Canucks here for your Bryce. Uh, Daniel, three of them. Three of them, yeah. Daniel and Henrik Sedin, which that's, I mean, they didn't retire too long ago, did they? Uh, like two, three years ago. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty good for them. Three years yeah, ago, I think. They're they're all like all these guys didn't win a Stanley Cup, but honestly, they are pretty much legends. Um, I think the Sedin brothers, like the the most legendary twins in the NHL. I have to yeah, say. they're such a they're such an anomaly. Iconic, yeah. You know. They, they won awards. They, you know, they led the league in scoring a bunch of seasons. They were really consistent. And, and like, you know, I they were really, um, you know, a big, um, oh, the word just left my head. They're just, like, iconic because they're yeah. twin brothers, right? Played their whole career together. Captain of the Canucks, uh, Henrik was. And, and they're just, you know, they're leaders. They were, yeah. I, two of the best Swedish players ever. I mean, I don't know, maybe top 10. Maybe top oh, 10 for Swedish sure. players. For sure. Yeah. They definitely had great seasons too, right? Like, and to be on the same team for that many years too, uh, like that's pretty impressive. Um, and then we also have Bobby Lou, Roberto Luongo, and in being inducted, which is kind of cool to see. Like, he was like, like when he went, like I would want to say, like when I was twelve or eleven or ten years old, even like when it was like, um, you know, the Olympics were there. He was like the top goaltender. He was that guy. Yeah, like, you know, he's he's like number three all times in the win list, isn't he? Yeah, like he's. Up he was there. the captain, man. He was the captain of Vancouver. <laughs> yeah, goaltender, go, last goaltending captain. Exactly. Uh, one Olympic gold, Stanley Cup final appearance. I think did he? Is he lead in shutouts or he's like up there? I don't know. No, okay, he could be. Most. Um, um, but and then then there was uh, a female player. I I'm sorry if I say this name wrong. Rika Salanen. Um, she's a Finnish player, and, and she's been inducted to the class of t- 2022 for the Hockey Hall of Fame. Um, I think she's played a, a, a lot of years for the, the Finnish team, and um, it, it seems like she's a really great player, so that's probably well-deserved. Don't know too much about her. Um, maybe I need to educate myself more into the women's hockey, but um, definitely congratulations to her. And then we also have her, I'm sorry if I say this name wrong as well, but he's from the Quebec Aces. This is a long time ago. Herb Carnegie. Um, uh, but he's inducted to the Hockey Hall of Fame as a um, what's it called? What's that? It's not like he was a player, but like there's a a grower to the game. I want to say or something like that. Foundational. Yeah, something like that. I forget the word. I, it's slipping my mind right now. But yeah. Um, he is he's a, a black player um so he definitely built like that that aspect to the game where, yeah um you know the grow the game for black people that wants to play hockey and he was definitely a grower for that which is really cool to see so um congratulations to all those inductees i think they're all pretty well deserved like it's pretty it's pretty good uh inductee class this year oh it's honestly. a good class 
a lot of players yeah. too. I mean, you see a lot of GMs, but last last year or whatever, be um, inducted. But I think they're all well deserved, and they're. Uh, but like, yeah, that's uh, we, we talked a lot about a lot of stuff this episode. But I think yeah, we actually covered everything. I think so. Um, there is like some. I'll just say some mini things here at the end here, because um, there is like quite a few like mini things that we we haven't said, but like they're they're not much to talk about. Um, what's uh what's happening here? What's happened in the NHL? Oh, uh, Barry Tross is taking a year off. He's not coaching, which is uh you know good for him. He probably needs to take that year off. Um, yeah. What's it called? Um. Uh, Mike Smith is expired. Uh, expected to be the LTIR for this season. Um, Mike Smith for, the whole season for the remainder of his contract. Yeah. I so. Yeah, and Koskinen, I'm pretty sure, signed with uh, a Swedish team or something like that, the SHL. That's crazy, man. Mike Smith is done. An, an end of an era. Yeah, right? Um, that, they're, that's they're, crazy. All right, like, he's been he's been there for a while. I mean, he's 40, 41, 39, something like that. I and mean, then he's been around for a while. Um, end of an era, dude. I remember watching him when I was a little kid, dude, on oh. backup goaltending for Tampa Bay. Oh, yeah. Man, when, sick, he, when he got in a fight and everything. Yeah, he was sick. I remember that. Um, I honestly, I just want to say, man, for all the shit Mike Smith got, great, great player. He never won a cup, did he? Did I don't he? think. Was he on Tampa when they won in like 06? Was he the I don't know. backup then? I don't know. I'm kind of thinking he might have been. Uh, Mike Smith, Stanley Cup. Uh, when did they win? Oh six. No, no, he's with Dallas then. Yeah, so no, no cup. Damn, no cup from Mike Smith. But I mean, great career. He he's definitely a great goaltender. A lot of great goaltenders don't win Stanley Cups, right? At least he Henrik Lundqvist and Bobby Lou, right? Guys that will be induct oh, inducted. Tuka and, Rask. You know, yeah, Tuka Rask won. He did. Yeah, with Boston. I'm Pekka Rene. I meant Pekka Rene. Pekka Rene. Different Finn. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, another another thing came out. Um, the Leafs have made UFA rights to Ilya, Ilya Mikheyev to be available for a trade. So they're definitely going to make a move there. Um, it looks like Anthony Duclair suffered McKeithy's tendon injury during training. It'll be out for months. That's going to hurt Florida for sure, especially having a good season. Um What's it called? Uh, a lot of assistant, a lot of assistant coaches, coaches signings. Um, Craig Anderson signs for another year for one point five million. Go, let's go, Craig! Right, a lot of these old goaltenders, right? We're cheering them on here. Um, the Oilers. I are love going, Craig Anderson. Oh, me too. Craig Anderson's a really good goaltender. He was also a really good goaltender with Colorado. He's always been good, dude. He's yeah. always been good, and he's never gotten the recognition. I think. I think the Leafs, sh- like, I-, I guess they didn't need him because Campbell they was fine. They could have. I wanted the I wanted the Leafs to get Craig Anderson when when the whole Jack Campbell thing was uncertain. I think Craig Anderson, I think Craig Anderson would have been a good guy to go to freaking Edmonton, bro. Like. Like Mike Smith's oh, yeah. not getting it done. Obviously, Koskinen wasn't going to get it done. Like Craig Anderson has done nothing in his career but win in situations where he shouldn't. Those Craig vets. Anderson is so underrated. He's all dude. Some of the stuff he's been through, man. When he yeah. when he got that shutout, when his wife when his wife was diagnosed, like the night of, like Crazy. bro, 
he so much respect for Craig Anderson. I love Craig Anderson. Me too. I like ever since like he's get him on the league. podcast, bro. Let's do it, man. Let's I'll, I'll man. I'll email him and everything. Let's uh, let's just let's get him. Craig. I want like you know that, that that's the dream to have Craig Anderson on our podcast. I think we're done after that. Let's honestly let's make that our our our, our mantra, dude. Craig Anderson on the podcast. Craig Anderson on the podcast. Make it happen. Let's do it. I he might, he might happen one day. You never know. Um, you never know. But we also have the Edmonton Oilers going back to their Royal Blue jerseys. Um, Whipty do. Thank God. Yeah. Um, then Andrew Cogliano signed a one-year deal with one point two five million dollars, um, which is good for Colorado. Uh, good for him. Not a, right? not a guy I thought would come back. Honestly, I thought uh, maybe he'd kind of test retire a little bit or retire. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, the Penguins signed Casey DeSmith to a two-year one point eight million dollar contract. That's actually good for them he's, because he's he good back up. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's good. And Jari's a little injury prone, and DeSmith is. I think DeSmith is capable of filling in. Yeah. Um. Here, this is funny because I had I totally forgot about this guy. So Matt Molson is officially retiring from professional hockey. <laughs> I didn't even know he was not retired. Where, where was he? I don't know if he's in the AHL or I think he was in the AHL. I think he was. Matt Molson. But now Maple the Maple Leafs. Leafs are they signed him as a scout. Molson's good. Yeah, he was good. He was good. He just Where was he? Molson was the captain of the Hershey Bears for the last two yeah, years. Yeah, <laughs> yes, that's where he was. Yeah. He's been in the AHL since 2018. I mean, good for him for sticking that out. Right? I mean, but, a lot of guys would would have just said, "Yeah, I'm done." Well, he made his money, right? So like he's like, ah, he Dude, he was, probably loves played hockey. Well. Played yeah. well in the AHL, man. 46 points, 62 points, 41 points, 24 points in 33, 17 and 24. Bro, the guy was good. For sure. I mean, his best I mean, years, deal. The Leafs should have got him to play with Tavares, man. They had such good chemistry in New York. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Remember, they have him as a scout now, so um, that's good for them. Nah, man, they should sign him to a contract. Lace him up, Matt. Do it. Let's do it, man. Let's get him on the podcast, Matt Molson. You know, that'd be a good one. Nah, not as good, not as good as Craig, but yeah, not as good as Craig. Craig's a good guy. Um, the IIHF disciplinary, disciplinary, disciplinary. I can't speak. Board dismisses appeals of Russia and Belarus will continue to disallow the participation of both countries. So good. That's still ongoing. Good. You don't get you don't get to freaking invade people and get to participate in in fun things. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Not fair. Not fair. Um, and then Carey Price is expected to be healthy for this season, so that's gonna be good okay. for Montreal. That's I mean, great. I don't know if they want to make the playoffs, but. Um, they definitely can with Carey Price in net. We know that. We've seen that in the past. Uh, and, well, we'll see how good he is when he comes back. You never know. Yeah, that's true. He could be rusty. He could be, you know, still like he was struggling for a while too. And he's but he's gotten the help um, that he needed. And then yeah. some sad news: we have the passing of Brian Marshman, the the father of Mason Marshman on the the Florida Panthers. He died, he's passed away at the age of fifty eight. I think it was. I could be fifty three. Fifty three. Sorry about that. But, um, yeah, sad. I don't know the reason of his death, but, I mean, like, someone passing away. is really young. Yeah, someone passing away at that age has got to be hard, especially for Mason, like uh, the current NHL player. Um, all our thoughts and prayers are with him and his family and friends. Like, that, uh, like, I I just can't imagine losing someone that early. It's, um, it's got to be hard on the family. And I'm pretty sure he's a good NHL player as well. 
right? Um, he was. And for the Sharks, it seems like he was. Um, you said he played for a bunch of teams, right? Race. Yeah, he's a journeyman. Yeah, but th- those are some of the best guys, right? Like that can definitely stick. Yeah, those with are any team. Th- those those are guys that can uh you know be be key factors in in going deep in the playoffs, you know. Yeah, for sure. Um, Seventeen-year NHL veteran. I mean, they said he died unexpectedly, so that's probably got to figure out why he passed away. Um, but he was definitely a team guy, as it seems here. Um, he he would fight if he needed to, um, you know. And it's just it's just sad to see that anyone dying in the hockey community, or you know, not even the hockey community, but um, you know, respects to his family and friends. Uh, you know, rest in peace, man. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. That we've pretty much talked about everything. Uh, we're definitely gonna have a draft video out soon, uh, hopefully before the draft because I think it is tomorrow. Um, but we did talk about a lot in this episode, which I think this is the most. This is the episode we talked about the most. I actually had a list this time, and uh, Bro, I, I can't keep track of all the funky names this year. There's so many funky names in the draft. I can't oh. keep track. Like, no, what there is. I, I, it's like, bro, what happened to the freaking johnson's Smiths are the johnson's yeah. of the world like everybody auto generate like, them on nhl to see i, I swear to god dude there there's like four guys in the top 15 and their name is somewhat similar to mirish Chikanov. like there there's four guys i swear to god who have a name in that sphere of, of ridiculous well there's some that are like canadian but they sound russian or like some of them are american but they sound russian and I'm, i get so and confused brad lambert who's finnish yeah. I I don't get it, bro. <laughs> I, I think he understand. I think he's part Canadian. I think he's part Canadian. Um, yeah, but there's a guy like Mateov, but I'm pretty sure he's American. There's or like Canadian. five guys with M, and they end with Ov, and there's a lot of syllables in between. And it's like okay, Ugh, it's just I I would butcher those names so easily, but um, probably great prospects. You know what I mean? <laughs> Hopefully, <laughs> yeah. But um, it'll be interesting to see what happens tomorrow. All, obviously, a lot of trades. We'll definitely uh, try to get the uh, like we've been uh, delaying the guests on the podcast, but we'll definitely try to get them on here. Bryce started a new job, so congratulations to him. Uh, Who did? You did. Oh yeah, I did. Heroism, Bryce. Heroism. Me. Um, check out Bryce's streams too on Twitch. If you guys are into streams, or Valorant, Bryce plays Valorant, um, some other games as well check him out he's a pretty good streamer i know this is a hockey podcast but if there's anyone interested in just watching some a nice relaxing stream i join it every time it's a good time it's like you know relaxing bro i literally want to punch my monitor <laughs> well you know what it's relaxing to me maybe not you that's oh, I'm, I'm glad yeah does yeah. watching does watching somebody else freak out calm you down it does it does i, I see i see that's fine well i like to say i like to ask random questions you know if the like the chicken or the egg came first <laughs> yeah true I, don't I, even it, know. It, I like to hear people's opinions you know it's just, it's like an open forum you know what i mean um yeah but yeah check check bryce out he's, he's a pretty good streamer um uh, but also check us out on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. Uh, we are always posting on there. Instagram, we're always posting updates. TikTok, we're posting TikToks of like franchise mode or videos that we make on YouTube. And um, check us out on Twitter because we're always tweeting on there. We can use some more followers on there. And the, um, like I said, the Instagram, a lot of news are coming out from there. And then check us out on Spotify and Apple Podcasts where this would be. Um, everything will be linked below. Um, like I said, we're going to have some guests coming soon. We're going to try to get some more guests. I, I know those episodes do pretty well, and they're pretty exciting to do. I love doing guest episodes and interviewing people. 
and yeah, um yeah and like check us out on youtube as well subscribe like like our videos share it to your friends even if they don't like it share it um piss them off we like to do that as well and um you know continue to, to tell us what you want and uh comment on our videos comment on everything and um yeah that's all i pretty much have i don't know if i forgot about anything brace but um no you nailed it we're good i think sweet um it's yeah, a good conversation. The draft tomorrow yeah for yeah sure. yeah it was a good episode we covered a lot all right okay um, you good yeah i'm good we're good all right thank you guys so much for listening and we will see you all in the next episode uh hopefully we'll have craig anderson um that's our yeah that's craig our mantra craig craig pick this up slide in our dms craig <laughs>